Welcome to I'll Watch That Movie with Tammy and Dan. Movies mainly from the 80s, some from the 90s, and then we'll go from there. I'm Dan. And I'm Tammy. And today, Tammy, we have a special guest, as they always are very special to us in our hearts. We have Mr. (laughs) Brad. Hey, people. (laughs) How's it going? Um... So this one today, I, I don't know, this is kind of a, a funny one. Uh, well, we've been trying to record this one for three years now, I think, and Feels it just like hasn't it. happened, uh, and so we finally are getting it in today. Um, so basically, we put it out there on the Facebook page, hey, we're going to record this, and um, then Brad, you uh, watch this movie, because usually this is the part where I'm like, hey guys, uh, I'm going to open up Brad's vault here. And we have DC Cab, released December 16th, 1983, written by Topper Carew and Joel Schumacher, directed by Joel Schumacher, a naive but good-natured young man, Albert Hockenberry, arrives in Washington, D.C. with plans to work for his late father's army buddy, Harold, owner of the rundown taxi cab company, DC Cab. Aware of the sorry state of his business and from the growing competition from the popular Emerald Cab Company, Harold wants to clean it up but doesn't have the financial means to do so. Complicating (laughs) matters is the motley crew of cab drivers that he has working for him. They'll all see driving as a dead-end job while they wait for better lives until Albert inspires them to work as a team. I don't even think this is a 60-second summary. There, there was there was one that was even worse than that one, and it, and it spoiled things. And So anyways, I would usually ask, Brad, uh, why did you choose this one? But that was it all chose you, you guys. Yeah. It chose you. Right? You guys posted, you're like, hey, we're going to record this later today. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. oh, well, I guess I'll, you know what, I got some time, I'll watch this. <laughs> Yeah, so... Uh, we had all intentions of recording it. <laughs> yeah, it just you know, it doesn't always happen like that. So, um, yeah, so you watched this movie because we told you to watch it, <laughs> I guess, you know, essentially. Uh, so, let's just get into this movie. So we open up, and we see um, the underbelly of the longest cab ever. <laughs> all right, so right? <laughs> I thought that cab was flying, and I thought that was a... Sh- Spaceship, and I thought we were watching an alien movie. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, well, because they're they're trying to do the opening to Star Wars, <laughs> and I'm like, I now, <laughs> I mean, I guess, but is that did, was there a chance that somebody was like, hey, am I watching? Did I? I thought I was seeing that that cab movie with Mr. T. <laughs> am I watching Star Wars instead? <laughs> I don't happen. think anybody said that actually. <laughs> I said that. Oh, <laughs> like, is oh this well. Star Wars? Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you may, it does seem like I don't know. Is this a space cab or something? Yeah. Or no. a space car? Something. Something's happening. And uh, then we see a guy in a mask <laughs> and <laughs> smoking, and he's uh, a cabbie chasing another cabbie, and then all the mask cabbies have him surrounded. <laughs> And he uses the old roller fell out fell out of my hair trick and time drives out, off. Fool. I lost my roller. <laughs> Best line in the movie. <laughs> yes. So what are you guys thinking? Like as this is happening, chaos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, like, is this a movie about cabbies being murdered by crazy people in masks? Yeah. Is that what's happening? Yeah. 
I didn't know if it was like all of a sudden going to be like a slasher film. I didn't know what was going yeah. on. It's like an alien cabbie slasher film. <laughs> then uh, the dispatchers trying to get someone to uh, pick someone up in the in the cab, and everyone's busy. Um, yeah, and then there's the DC cab intro. <laughs> They're also like singing um, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's like, what is happening? I mean, really, it is so confused. Now, granted, I have watched this movie like four times. Like, and listened to the soundtrack endless times. Repeatedly, like straight up. Um, guys, this is like one of the best soundtracks ever made. It is up there with Zapped. And this is like your new theme song. I mean, the oh. whole album is like your new theme it's to so life. So good. So good. <laughs> What is happening? Like, honestly, it is confusing. And it really, it was like, I don't think I really understood what the heck this game was until, like, I watched it the second time. I, uh, well, I didn't watch it a second time, so you might have to explain to me what the game is. Yeah. I still don't quite get it. Yeah. It was a creepy game. Yeah. It was creepy. Well, I think that has to do with the, what is it, the Psychic Blood Brothers? Yeah, and... it's the Psychic, <laughs> it's, this is tagged for Psychic Blood Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something that they do, because that's what you do. Right. As a, as a, even brother. though it's like in the middle of the night, and they're all like, theoretically out working, and this is what they do for fun? Like, first of all, if it's the middle, why is everyone at work in the middle of the night? Um, <laughs> be... If you are at work in the middle of the night, you think you would be like trying to get fares and make money, but instead it's like, ah, let's blow off work that we have to do in the middle of the night. Let's play tag. Well, as we learn, this is the worst cab company around. So. Oh yeah. So uh, then we see Mr. T or uh, Samson. <sighs> the best. Those and... pink pants. Oh my gosh. Oh. He's rocking it. Oh my god, he wears girl clothes, girl workout clothes this entire movie. <laughs> His entire life, let's be clear. <laughs> but, um, but really, I mean, can you say anything to Mr. T about it? No, I mean, no. no. You can't, you cannot tell T what to do. <laughs> Mr. Lawrence Tarad plays yes. by his own rules. Oh my god. Close to my heart, always oh, Mr. Boy. T. He uh, throws a uh, prostitute and her John out of the cab because he just has yeah. high morals, obviously. <laughs> I just love about this movie that, like, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit more, but I'm not sure if there's exactly a 100% script because, like, Mr. T is <laughs> Mr. T. Well, like, Mr. T is, like, he's, like, I mean, he is weirdly, like, a moral, like, he wants to be like the most moral like person, and like it's like he's got like a morals contract in all of his yeah. things. Oh, and yeah, he's like, yeah. like no, I'm not gonna do this. So he's got to be the paragon. And Mr. T is our moral compass. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get that straight. Like when when I was in college, my freshman year, we put up a big poster of Mr. T, and we would put up we would attribute moral lessons to Mr. T. It was very important to us, of course. I mean, I think we've all seen uh, "Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool." Yes. An amazing film um, that where Mr. T teaches his important lessons. It's what he does. Yeah, and I think on the Facebook group you had uh, posted a about, video from that. Yeah. About recouping. It's very important to learn to recoup. <laughs> oh, man. And then we meet um, Albert, and he's desperately wants to go to the DC Cab headquarters. A very, very young Adam Baldwin. Yes. Yeah. Who... It took me like 20 minutes into the movie because I seen Adam Baldwin's name. Okay. 
and I seen Albert. But the two didn't go together oh. in my mind. I was like, Did, now, where's Adam Baldwin? I don't see him in this movie. And then it was like, OMG, that is Adam I did not figure it out until half an hour after watching it. <laughs> then it all came, <laughs> came back. Oh, boy. So, uh, and now we see, uh, <laughs> like, for the first, I, I only was able to watch the movie just once and did my notes. So, in the beginning, I'm just calling them by their real names. <laughs> and yeah, then, pretty yeah. much all my notes yeah, are their yeah, real names. So, and then I eventually think, I get the character names. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so Gary Busey, his cap is on fire, naturally. Mm -hmm. Surely, I mean, come on. Gary Busey. Oh, boy. Who just showed up to set one day. They didn't hire him to be in this yeah. film. He is not in the movie. <laughs> no, he just wanders around. Because <laughs> he says crazy stuff that Gary Busey says. Oh, yeah. Oh. Not this character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he saw the script and he's like, "Hey, I guess I think I got some better than this." Yeah, <laughs> just hey, just keep the camera rolling. Just keep it rolling. I'm just gonna wander in and say something crazy. All and right, Gary. Yeah, he does, and they <laughs> let him. They give him full leeway. So, so we're clear. Mr. T plays Mr. T, and Gary Busey is playing Gary yeah, he's Busey. One hundred percent Gary Busey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then uh, Bill Maher is doing uh, <laughs> political shtick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, like, they're yeah. just the, the... I don't get it. But also, know. his character's name is Baba. So yeah. is it like a Baba Booey thing? Like, they, they wanted to get him, and they're like, oh, he, he, he won't do it. I don't even know if in 83, Baba Booey was Baba Booey yet. I don't know I don't, either. That was, yeah. That was, I think it's in the very beginning. I, I don't I mean, know. I mean, you don't throw the name Baba out of nowhere, though. Like, it's like, because, like, did they just know him? And, like, the, he, they, Bill Maher was a quasi-bigger name at the time, though he wasn't. I mean. Uh, yeah, and, but then also his character plays the synthesizer? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little confusing. Yeah, it is. A lot confusing. <laughs> and then uh, some DC cab riffraffs uh, get into an argument with uh, some hotel workers. Some craziness happens. One of which... Uh, um... <laughs> nope, never mind, sorry. What? Uh, got confused. No. Okay, no problem, no problem. Uh, then uh, Paul Rodriguez uh, tries to trick ladies to get into his cab. <laughs> Paul Rodriguez, oh of course, gosh. from Time Changer fame. <laughs> the greatest Christian science fiction movie ever made. And then we see the Barbarian twins uh, twi tipping over uh, the truck cab. Oh, the Barbarian brothers. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> the, they're, they're scene stealers is what they are. <laughs> or so I've read. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so you sent me an article about the, the Barbarian brothers. And uh, I don't know. It was just some guy who yeah. really liked Barbarian Brothers, and the As only, he should. only thing he talks about in DC Cab is that they were scene stealers. As and they, they are, and they were amazing. And I was like, "Who the hell are these guys?" Uh, seriously, um, did you watch the movie? Because uh, Mr. <laughs> T and Gary Busey were in this movie. <laughs> yeah. If scenes were stolen, I believe uh, it's probably them. Well, I mean, obviously, th this guy he loved uh, the Barbarian Brothers and. The different movies that they've done, all of those that, movies that uh, Tammy started talking about it, and I was like, oh, I remember all these movies. They're the greatest. We're gonna record them right now. Yeah, I'm gonna quit this podcast uh, if we gotta record all those Barbarian Brother movies. There's, there's the one we have to. 
Which one? The the truck driver one? Yeah, oh, yeah, not the that's a good one. Because really, <laughs> to be honest, Twin Sitters looks a lot no, better. Well, <laughs> Twin Sitters is also looks... that's a classic. That's a 1980s B movie classic. I don't know if that was the 80s or the early 90s though. But anyways, it's probably the 80s. But that's a classic. Twin Sitters is amazing. now. Twin Sitters 2, you can, you can probably... <laughs> there is yeah. not Twin Sitters 2. Shut up. <laughs> the Legend of Curly's Gold. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, then the uh, female cab driver, she gets robbed. Uh, Marsha Winfield from Night Court. Yes. yes. Ross. Amazing. And, uh, of course, her appearance on Saved by the Bell, the college years. Also very important. <laughs> yes, Definitely. Uh, <laughs> I think at some point I made a prediction. I, I don't okay. even know where. <laughs> we'll just make it now. Because <laughs> everything kind of blended together. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. All right. Uh, let's see. There's Avi, a gang style war going on between the cab drivers. Uh, Mr. T is the leader of the normal cabbies and Gary Busey is the leader of the cosplay cabbies. <laughs> normal cabbies. Okay. <laughs> well. Yeah, but I, all I had seen at this point, I think, really yeah, was Mr. Yeah. T and maybe Bill Maher. Okay. Yeah. And then I had seen Gary Busey, and I was like, well, obviously, he was the dude in the cosplay mask, because who else would it be? And it ends up, I was right about that one. Oh, there you <laughs> so, go. Um, Adam Baldwin comes to town to get a job as a cabbie and is approached by Gary Busey to join the cosplayers. Uh, while thinking about the offer, he beats up with Mr. T and joins up with him secretly. And he goes oh, undercover nice. with Gary Busey's cosplayer group to take them down from within. Oh, I like <laughs> it, yeah. That's Listen, a good movie. Hey, Adam Baldwin, I'm going to need you to go undercover. <laughs> you got to stop that Gary Busey. That fool is dressing up in crazy costumes, unlike me. I dress normally. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, that's wonderful. Uh, Brad, I assume you didn't have a, a prediction. Um, oh, let's see. It was so long ago. Um, I, well, I think my prediction was that uh, Mr. T would be a paragon of moral virtue, and he would help the cabbies recoup because that's an important thing to learn and a skill he's very good at. And he would also help them discover their roots. You gotta know your roots, fool. They would probably also learn to drink milk and stay in school. Yes, naturally, <laughs> as you do with the tea. Uh, okay, so back to the movie. Uh, we meet Mr. Rhythm, and he gives uh, some advice. He's from Sanford and Son. Yes. I, yeah. yeah, I see, and I was like, I recognize him. I love him. So awesome. Yeah, don't let your dick live your life. <laughs> Only 25 cents <laughs> for that uh, advice. Uh, Albert Hockenberry finally gets to DC Cab. Can I just say that just now I'm realizing that his name was Hockenberry. I thought that was just a racial epithet being thrown around. <laughs> hey, Hockenberry. Because yeah. it's only, um, uh, what's his name? <laughs> it's only Tyrone that keeps saying Hockenberry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Tyrone. Uh, yeah, so then uh, Albert meets the crew. Uh, <laughs> Gary Busey says crazy stuff. As mm -hmm. he usually does. Uh, the only thing wrong with oral sex is the view. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's not reading a script that was written by Joel Schumacher. He's just yeah. not. I refuse to believe that. Dan, when you were watching this, I just had to keep like turning around to like just watch your face <laughs> when these things were being said. Because you know that I watched right. as a kid and you just... 
don't you yeah catch all of it. You know, I just remember Mr. T. Amazing. Oh yeah, at, at some point down here in my notes was how old were you when you watched this movie? <laughs> I don't think I'm old enough now to watch it. Like, <laughs> no. Not, not at that level. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone is paying off all his debts. Uh, then we find out that uh, Tyrone, he overcharged for an airport ride that he's not even supposed to be doing. Uh, Tyrone reverses the, the car of Mr. Bravo and he backs into a restaurant, causes a lot of havoc. Tyrone is is want to do. Yes. <laughs> and then things get real racist. Oh, and then we yeah. realize what we're in for. Because yeah. as Tyrone goes by, he does the most racist Asian impersonation. <laughs> yeah, that's just the beginning of the racism. Yeah, in this yeah. Movie. yeah. Well, they gotta, you know, ease you in. Ease you in I, the there racism. was like the, at least the first forty-five minutes of the movie. I'm like. What is this? Is mm, I don't know about this at all. But then it charmed me and it warmed my heart, and I was like, "All right, movie, you're from a different time. I don't. It's not okay, but I'm gonna let it pass." Oh boy. Uh, then uh, back at Harold's house, Albert and Harold they drink some beers. Yeah, lots uh, of beers. Play dress up and piss off Mrs. Oswell. Yeah. Did you leave me a beer? That would have been me. <laughs> I need a beer. Yeah. I. What is it like? I love the idea that he's like, he's he's come to town. He's come to Washington D.C. to be a cab driver because that's his big dream. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, different time. <laughs> but I mean, I you gotta give it to him. I mean. I guess he's he, he really made it there. He's really going for it. I just love that that's his big dream. Listen, I'm getting out of the country and I'm gonna go be a big city cab driver. All right, cool. Congratulations on your achievable goals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to reach too high where it's unattainable. Because he's he's like, well, my dad said, you know, you were only one, you the only you were the only one of his army buddies that that after the war actually went out and made something out of himself, owned your own cab company, and I want to be like that. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> He's like, let's just get drunk, son. That's <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Harold, he's sorry that he didn't make it to Albert's dad's funeral. Aw, sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then we learn that Albert is pretty much Harold's biggest fan. <laughs> like he's really yeah. He loves super him some weird. Harold. Yeah. And why wouldn't you when uh, Harold takes a flamethrower to light the fireplace? <laughs> He's got a, a blowtorch backpack. Yeah. It, he says it's a souvenir from the war, which is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, so many more. Like, there are a lot of untold dark stories. <laughs> yeah. And that backpack comes back later. Yeah. A lot of yeah. things come back in this yeah. movie. <laughs> you got to. Uh, yeah, so, and, yeah, we learned Albert, he's getting into the cab business, that's what his, uh, goal in life is, you know? What did Albert's father do that made this (laughs) cab business so glamorous? Yeah, and what did he say, like, what did his dad say about Harold and the business that made it, like, so, like, ah, this is what I want to do in life. I don't, yeah. This is what I'm doing. 
They must have lived in the world's smallest town. Son, <laughs> I don't want you to grow up and be like me, a professional septic tank <laughs> inspector. It's, uh, it's the worst job in this town of 35 people. Uh, next scene, we see uh, Paul Rodriguez is a gigolo? Yeah, that's what he says. Maybe. He's got dreams of being one, at least. Yeah, and then, uh, surprise, Gary Busey's a racist. Ta-da. Oh my gosh. I almost rewound it because I'm like, did he just say the N-word? <laughs> like, what is happening in this movie? <laughs> I Listen, I grew up in Tennessee. I have family in the Klan. I've <laughs> seen some racist stuff. But I've never heard anyone say nigs. Like, yes, an abbreviation. Yes. Like, he's got so many racist things to say. There's uh, not enough time in a day to fully pronounce. No, no. You got to leave time in to get Ooh, some more. Boy. Yeah. 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 Yikes. Then a uh, stripper tries to get a free ride. And <laughs> 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 uh Albert, he attempts to collect the money in the strip club, but get kicked, gets kicked out. Yeah, that was a whole weird thing, too. I was just like, again, again, that's where in my note I was like, how old were you when you watched this movie? Yeah, yeah well, As she yeah, has kids, don't full rebuild. frontal, full frontal <laughs> nudity. Yeah, after like, Gary Busey gets the money back. Yes. Yeah. I was like... Yeah, this is when the 80s when a comedy meant you're going to have full nudity oh, as yeah, much yeah. as possible. Oh, and apparently the uh, big tall bouncer is Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, the TV show. Ah, <laughs> That's nice. it. I was like, whoa, he went on to do greatness. Big time. <laughs> uh, then uh, the Barbarian Brothers, they're driving in reverse with uh, Albert because the cab's broken, apparently. And... Uh, then they tell a very odd story about their brother-in-law. <laughs> it was the weirdest delivery. Because uh. the the joke is that they're trying to tell him a scary story and they're going to spook him out. But the way they never changed the delivery for a punchline. So you're like, oh, was that the joke? Okay, all right. <laughs> Great job, <I> barbarian brothers. <laughs> You've seen Steelers, you. <laughs> yeah. That was the first of many. Stolen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Naturally. Uh, Samson, uh, Mr. T, shows Albert the worst district, uh, or the worst part of the district in D.C., and uh, he drops the knowledge on everyone. <laughs> I, I couldn't even focus on what he was saying because I wanted his earrings so bad. I was like, <laughs> I need those big feather earrings. They were just big and luscious. I loved them. <laughs> oh, man. Mr. T. <laughs> oh, he's... I mean, he really is the best. Like, I love... He's like, we got these drug dealers and pimps in the neighborhood. And they just bring the... They have a car, like, up on the sidewalk. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if they didn't have that beautiful car, then all the kids wouldn't <laughs> wander over there. It's like such like a weird, like sanitized 80s version of what pimps and drug dealers do. They just have a nice car, so it brings people to them. Yes, exactly. I, like, I don't think that was ever a thing. <laughs> I don't think that's how you lure them in necessarily. I think the drugs will do it itself. Oh. But T's like, yeah, if I, could just, if I could just have a nice car, then I wouldn't have to worry about these fools. <laughs> yeah. 
And then uh, Samson says, being a cab driver isn't what it's cracked up to be. (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) knowledge right there. Uh, Harold teaches Albert about all the zones so he can pass the cab driver test. Yeah, the cab driver test. Okay, sure. He's just getting a driver's license, but apparently not. No. Not a a lot of competition. A lot of people <laughs> wanting to live this great American dream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Myrna comes home and she's mad that the place is messy and there's no beer. So she can watch Johnny Carson yeah. and then go to sleep. Boy. Yeah. Because how is she going to fall asleep while watching Johnny Carson without a beer? Yeah. <sighs> like they really go out of their way to make her the worst person. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Like somebody was going through a very bad divorce while writing this <laughs> yeah. uh, Next day, Ophelia gets her money stolen again, and she quits. But uh, she wants to work at Emerald, where I guess uh, they pay people off, and things are a lot better at Emerald Cab Company. Yeah, and I, I wasn't sure. I was like, were they the ones in the masks? I don't... <laughs> trying to figure out the mask thing. It was Bob Zamuda all along. (laughs) Damn you, Tony Clifton. (laughs) Robbing the cab drivers. Then um, (laughs) Gary Busey, uh, Dale, is doing intestinal yoga. (sighs) What the hell? Again, he just showed up to set. (laughs) Yeah. He just showed up. He, I don't even think he knows how to read. I don't think he knows what a script is. No clue. He just... I think this is a documentary of <laughs> out-of-work actors, mm-hmm. and they try to have a cab company. Yeah. And wackiness ensues. It, like, the thing is, like... And, I mean, let's not forget Joel Schumacher. <laughs> I mean, Joel Schumacher, the man that brought us Batman and Robin... Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's wackiness, wackiness. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Dale and Albert, they go out on a night on the town. Uh, Paul Rodriguez, uh, the Barbarian Brothers, oh, and Tyrone uh, <laughs> dance for some ladies at the Mail Review. Yeah, out- outside. Because all the yep. guys in the Mail Review are homosexual. So the ladies aren't going to go home with them. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. Sure, the somehow ladies, it works. They jump somehow in the cab. It works. Like, who is getting in that Busey cab? Come yeah. on. Come on. I'm not buying it. Yeah, they drew the, the, the short straw on that one, to say the least. Uh, uh, then Mr. Uh, Rhythm, he's out there as well and he drops some more knowledge on Albert uh I because they they leave Albert at the strip club and he has to walk home yeah and yeah and then Mr. Rhythm's there with some new fact I love like Mr. Rhythm is like our weird like Greek chorus character (laughs) like giving his little insights into the future Uh. I love it yeah, yeah, because they're, they're, before that, you see Albert, and it looks like uh, he's going to go home with a lady, and then he doesn't, yeah, and then he goes back. Anyways, a lot of craziness, craziness oh happening over there. Uh, 
Bob or Bill Maher. He's playing the synthesizer. And he talks about fear with Albert. It gets really real for a second and like dark and it's just it like... Got real. It's like, ah! Listen, the whole... This thing, you know, you start driving a cab and pretty soon all your hopes and dreams are gone and dead and, and you realize one day you are a cab driver. Your life's... You're never going to have your big dreams. <laughs> and it's that fear, that fear of nothingness. What are you... Hey, Bill Maher... Are you okay? <laughs> Do we need to stop filming and get you some pills or something? Mm. Hard times might squeeze you so bad. <laughs> You'll be driving a cab every day of the week. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Harsh realities. <laughs> Listen to him, Albert. Listen to him. <laughs> this is not the glamorous life that you thought it was. Not at all. Uh, Dale tries to heal Myrna during breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Albert sees the lady from the Mail Review, uh, and then the guys from the Emerald Cab Company show up in their cool jackets, and start talking trash to the DC cab guys. Oh boy. And why is Bob Zamuda like, of all, <laughs> like all the casting like, is bonkers? But Bob Zamuda is like the, is our evil other cab driver. <laughs> who knows? I mean, who even knows anymore? So at this point, Tammy, are you starting to figure out what's going to happen in the movie? <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, yeah. Now I'm really lost. Yeah, because I'm just like I. Okay, what happened in the mass? <laughs> what happened still to the really flying about the taxi cab? Well, we're still <laughs> we're still in the first movie of the movie. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah. So, Mr. Bravo. Yeah, it's like a double feature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bravo tells all the cabbies that someone left a violin that's worth half a million dollars in a cab, and the frenzy ensues to find the violin. <laughs> It was oh, like wackiness. Like Three Stooges style, like looking for yeah. the violin. And you might be thinking, oh, well, this is the plot of the movie. They're going to be trying to find this super valuable violin for the rest of the movie. Oh, no, no, no. No. <laughs> no. You are uh, severely mistaken, sir. It will not happen. Then uh, we see Jolene uh, Sampson, or Mr. T's uh, niece, riding with. The bad element, and Samson freaks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as he yeah. should. Yeah, yeah. she's trying to keep her safe. I mean, she seems too old to just have wandered into this nice, pretty car. <laughs> I'm not buying it. And uh, Albert insists that he's going to ride with Tyrone today. Gotta ride with Tyrone. Yep. If he doesn't ride with each of the cab drivers, how is he gonna like learn everything he can from everyone so he can live his dream? He's gotta he's gotta get the quickening from all of the cab drivers. There can be only one. <laughs> Tyrone transports a huge family. Um, he gets eggs thrown at him, uh, and he scams people at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Lots That's, of learning. Yeah. Lots, lots happen. Uh, then we learn that Tyrone wears a wig. Yes. <laughs> this is with curlers in it. What? Uh, put on the brakes, because I mean, really. Because this is when this movie gets real. <laughs> it gets real in such 
an uncomfortable, <laughs> weird way. Because I don't, I don't know if it's brilliant, or racist, or true. All of the above. I, because he's like, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm just playing this part. You think I'm just another crazy black guy? Yeah. And it's like, oh, so you're playing the part of a crazy black guy to meet people's expectations? And he's like, yeah, and guess what? I went to college. I went to college. I was going to get a Rolls Royce. Whoa. <laughs> okay, you might be actually crazy. <laughs> you're a crazy person playing a crazier person because you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, there. Are, it's like the, the, the levels. I mean... <laughs> The character of Tyrone is insane and over the top, but he's also the most layered, awesome <laughs> character in this film. Oh, yeah. It is a solid performance. You yes. have to give yeah, it that. Yeah. But I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I didn't get it either. It was like, uh, did Tyrone's story get deeper? Is that what happened? Oh, it, it, it got deeper, mm-hmm. Tammy. Yes. Yeah. So then. Uh, Tyrone leaves Albert at the airport, but then he comes back and they make up. Aww. Aww. Uh, Tyrone tells Albert how to become a psychic blood brother. I don't. I don't think I'd want to. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. Pass. Yeah. What Gary Busey's one? <laughs> no, thank <laughs> you. No, I'll just sit this yeah, out. I'm good. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I'll let him do his intestinal yoga. Uh, so, <laughs> which they, P.S. Uh, intestinal yoga means you lie on a bathroom floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Oh boy. Uh, so they go off to make the run, which means uh, you put the cab on the railroad tracks. Yep. Um, and you see how long you can. Be on the railroad tracks before the train comes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Let's <laughs> yep. test. Yeah. So uh, during all this, Tyrone tells Albert uh, about his crazy dad, and then uh, a train is headed their way, and surprise, they can't get off the tracks. Oh no. <laughs> P.S. This train is headed right at them. There is absolutely no question the train is headed directly at them. <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Albert, he's trying to get out of the cab. His shirt is stuck in the door handle. They're about to die. And then, oh wait. <laughs> the train goes on to other tracks and misses them completely. What? What? (laughs) Now listen up, Schumacher. (laughs) Listen, you showed us directly that train was headed on the one track directly at them. There was no other track. There's no chance it was on another track. You can't show us an establishing shot of a train coming at us and then say, no, it was on the other track. (laughs) Shifty. Yeesh. Uh, it's a new day, and Tyrone, Tyrone and Albert are best buds now. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, they are, but but Tyrone still thinks that Albert's a little chicken shit. And yeah. he can't oh, have that. And no. he can't be a psychic blood brother if he's still chicken shit. <laughs> Naturally. Obs. Uh, Mr. Rhythm has the violin that everyone's looking for, and he's playing it like a ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
Uh, all the cabbies see the violin, and of course, wackiness ensues. Uh, As they do in this movie. Yeah. Like, they straight up, like, like cartoon creep up at him. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, uh, the masked armed man tries to hold up Albert, and then Albert tries to show that he's the man and drives toward yeah. the cabbie station with the robber that has a gun yeah. pointed mm-hmm. at him. That's not safe, In the guys. cab. That's not safe. <laughs> Listen, he, he held yeah. that mask and he was like, I gotta be a psychic blood brother. I gotta prove myself. This is how I'm gonna do it. Now, if that guy didn't have a gun, okay, that's different. Sure. That's different. But this guy had a gun to his head. Well, apparently the gun didn't work because he wasn't trying to shoot the thing. No, or, not at all. I don't know. Granted, if somebody tried to come at me with a gun and hold me up, I'm taking him down as well. <laughs> Like, I'm, that's not going to happen. I refuse to be robbed. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they get back to the station. Um, the police mistaken Tyrone. And, <laughs> because this movie like, can't get more racist. The robber, the robber tries to get away, but Samson gets him, and Ophelia gets her revenge on him. Yeesh. Yeah. I, yeah. So, and and that, like, just gets dropped after that, right? Like, we don't ever see that thief again. No, no. No, we're, we're, because then we're done. We're done. The other movie. Yeah. We're done. Uh, We're done. Shortly after. We're done. The second of three movies. Because that was the other one that I was like, uh, so what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Who was that guy? Like, was he somebody that knew them? Like, I'll need to know. We got more movies to to (laughs) make in this movie. No time. Damn it. Ah, don't worry about that. Yeah, then Dale drops the knowledge about PCP-laced bullets. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's not in the script, right? No, Joel not a Schumacher chance. did not write that. Not a chance. No. Okay. <laughs> you got it. People say that Gary Busey went crazy after he like, was in that accident. Not true. Gary Busey has always been insane. Yes. Like, yeah. there's no question. Because this is pre-accident, I yeah. believe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Does not make any sense. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Harold is told that he's going to get the reward money for the violin. And he figures the best way to do it is just to divvy out a portion uh, all evenly to the cabbies. But he has a plan. He's going to have all the cabbies give the money back to DC Cab and be partners. Which, on the surface, first of all, (laughs) good deal for them because the money, like, all the money went to Harold. So it's Harold's money and he's saying, listen guys, I could give you some money or I can just reinvest it in the company and make you partners. So you're just gaining partnership. You haven't lost anything. You're becoming partners in the business. I don't understand. Like, how that's just a win-win for them. Nope. Nope. They need their $10,000 because they're going to be millionaires. Here's my other question. They apparently yeah. have met Josie. <laughs> <laughs> is it 10000 I'm pretty sure that the pro, like what the reward money is $10,000 total. It's not $10,000 for each of them, correct? That's the vibe I got. <laughs> Because later on, they seem to do all the things they were going to do with $10,000 with $6,000 total. 
So I assume they were all going to split $10,000, which means they're all getting $1,000 a piece. And they are think they are they think they're rich. Oh yeah. I mean, granted, if $1,000 showed up in my pocket right now, <laughs> of course. That, I mean, I would be a very happy person. I could do a lot of things. I would too, yeah. I would go buy some clothes, <laughs> maybe go out for dinner. Um I think I'd probably be done after that. I mean, like, what are you going <laughs> to yeah, do? It's a thousand dollars. Yeah. I know, 80s were a different time, but they weren't that different. <laughs> it's not prairie times. You're not going to go buy, uh, I'd like three cows. Uh, could I get a, could I get a, a, a grindstone? And what, what? That's a thousand dollars. You're not doing anything. Sheesh. Yeah. So, uh, during the meeting, Albert tries to talk to Claudette, the waitress, but her grandmother stops him and she kicks out all the DC cabbies. So, okay, this is your grandmother and she looks, what, 40? Yeah. Maybe 50? Maybe 50? Mm-hmm. And Claudette's in her 20s, like mid 20s? Okay, so that was. I'm pretty sure she's 17. Yeah, Correct. She's, yeah, yeah, but she looks like exactly. she's in her mid 20s. But yeah, right. but yeah, she's 17 in the movie and it's. Which is already uh, a little... Yeah. And, yeah. And, okay. And so was Claudette the same girl we yeah. saw out... Okay. So... I believe so. Is really? She, is that oh, the, it's I don't, not? I don't oh, think so. I thought it was. Yeah, because I had that, that I thought it was Maybe Albert has a very specific too. type. I, I think he's just... Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Never mind that. Because I was... Because that really confused I me. My note was like, wait a second. She's not 18. Wasn't she the same chick that we saw earlier? Again, 80s is the different time. I wouldn't be surprised if you could go to the mail review and you're 17 years old. But maybe it was a different person. And I, 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 rec- I had to look her up because I'm like, I recognize that girl. And she was uh, in Babes in Toyland with Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Which that movie I watched a lot when I was little. <laughs> And she looked exactly the same. There you go. It's like... <laughs> so Albert gets his license. He's officially a cabbie. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All of his dreams have just come true. Yeah. And he's a rich $1,000 heir. Yes. <laughs> and somehow this movie isn't over yet. <laughs> no, not at all. He gets his first fare, and it's Claudette. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> Harold tells everyone that the reward will be given to everyone at his house this evening. But Myrna thinks Harold is crazy. You can't give up that $10,000. What are you thinking, sir? Uh, Claudette and Albert make out. And then Claudette leaves. Yeesh. Just some creepiness yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, we're, we're, we're told that Albert's 18, but still, still, it's an underage girl. He's making out with her in his cab that he, it's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. And it doesn't help that they don't look the ages that they're supposed right. to be right either. Yeah. Eesh. So all the cabbies show up at Harold's place and Myrna took the money, kicked out Harold and Albert. Yep. Uh, and that's when the blowtorch comes back. Yeah, blowtorch comes back. Dale tries <gasps> to creep out on Myrna. Oh, boy. Uh, Busey, calm down. Yeah, Myrna, she's the flame flower, uh, thrower on the cabbies to scare them off. 
Everyone then tries to quit the company. And Albert tries to talk them off the ledge. <laughs> Albert says he has $6,000. And he rallies up the troops. Tyrone doesn't buy it and leaves. What? Okay. <laughs> so, Tyrone, you're going to leave your job where you have been scamming people out of like $50, like yeah. just on a day, um, over the fact that you're not getting $1,000 for nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I. But. Uh, it's also the fact that, that Albert has been sitting on $6,000. Yep. It's like, uh, yeah, you know, hey, my dad left me some money. I didn't, I didn't want to. Uh, what? You. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, we learned that Dale doesn't work on January the 8th because it's Elvis's birthday. Yep. Again, there's not a script for Gary <laughs> not, a, not a He's chance. Not, that is him. Yeah. He, it's, Guys, everyone should see this movie just to see what happens when you let Gary Busey <laughs> go free. <laughs> and improvise yeah uh, i don't even know yeah so yeah the gang uh they're starting to turn things around they're painting the dc cab headquarters <laughs> yes. the cabs now they have fancy jackets because that's what you do when you're a respectable mm -hmm. cab driver there's there's one shot that i think is amazing because they don't cut and it's like they're putting they they're like putting the sign up. And you see them putting the sign up. Then it goes down, and we see that they're like, um, they're. I think they've got the jackets and they're exercising. Yeah. And then, um, like of course, Mr. T and the Barbarian Brothers are le are leading the exercises. But the thing is, they were the ones that hung the sign. Yeah. So, <laughs> which means on set, what happened is Mr. T's up hanging the sign, and then we as as we're watching like them like in like their clothes and like starting to exercise, Mr. T and the Barbarian Brothers are running around the camera <laughs> to get into exercise position. Which I just want to see that footage. Because that is awesome. Oh, boy. Uh, the DC cab guys, now they have airport licenses. Yep. Uh, Ophelia comes in all fancy now, now that she's got her money uh, that she's making. What's, uh... Hey, now they can make all the money. Yeah. yeah. $6,000 they flipped into like a couple million dollars. <laughs> I mean, well, granted, I would say, I mean, if you're going to get into a cab, get into one of the nice clean looking cabs. Because 100%. I mean, apparently it only took $6,000 to, like, refurbish all of their cabs, yeah. repaint everything. Like, I, I make sense that they would be making more money. Yeah. But I, I, I still don't... Uh, first of all, fur coat, grossest. Um, second of all, <laughs> why are you wearing a fur coat to work as a cab driver? Um, and you get robbed all the time, too. She gets robbed all the time, and she's always talking about she's going to provide for her kids. Um, fur coat... <laughs> How about Pop-Tarts? How about um, Better School? Fur coat, first of all. <laughs> hmm. Worst mother. Then uh, Dale shows Albert his souped-up sound system and blows all the windows out. Uh, didn't you just lose your $6,000 investment in all the windows? <laughs> <laughs> What? Okay. Uh, then Albert uh, shows up the di at the diner with flowers, chocolate, 
and a book of the finest homes of the South for Claudette's grandmother. Oh, my God. And he can take out Claudette, and the crowd goes wild. Yeah. <laughs> Those kids. And the movie is over, right? What? I mean, he's won, <laughs> clearly. Everything is his. He's he's yeah. achieved his dream. Yeah, now he can date a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samson shows up at the Bad District with his souped-up cab. <laughs> I love it. It's uh, the best cab. I love he's got, like, a little airplane <laughs> that's, like, going yes. around. <laughs> and, like, all the people are like, wow, this is so much cooler. I'm going to go hang out at his taxi cab. Not the pimp car. Uh, Harold is proud of Albert, as he should be. I mean, he just converted his company with six thousand dollars, <laughs> right? And also, like, uh. also, I love it because they're 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 now paying bribes. So, I, I, this movie, like, it's never like we need to clean up the cab business in Washington D.C. No, yeah. it's like we got to pay bribes too now. We got the money to do that. It, there's never like a hard line saying, you know, bribery is wrong. We should we should get that cleaned up. No, no. it just leans into it. Uh, then uh, we see Tyrone. He's selling souvenirs on the street. Uh, yeah. Then uh, Irene Kara is getting out of a hotel. Tyrone steals Dale's cab and then picks her up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Because um, he loves her. Yes. This movie's all about love. <laughs> yes. Then Albert is dropping off the maids. Yeah. And the kids and Albert get kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. By one of the nuns, right? By a nun. And two dudes in a band. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. And now the second movie has begun. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to a new movie, guys. All right. So our first. <laughs> so first we had the Muppet movie. Now we got yes! the Great Muppet Caper. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. That is what we've done here. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is a new movie altogether. And also those kids. It's Harry Potter and Hermione, right? <laughs> yes. Like one hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Tyrone, he's uh, getting along with Irene Kara. Meanwhile, Albert and the kids get taken to a house by the kidnappers. And we will find out that it's the kids' third time being kidnapped. They're, They're horrible kids. Who would want to take those children? And why are the parents paying to get them back? They are the worst children. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Uh, the kidnappers have Albert call the ambassador and say that he wants $2 million. Which, I mean, if, if a $1,000 made you rich, $2 million, that is a sum of money. <laughs> I mean, you can buy the world at that point. Definitely. I'm sure. I would. Yeah. <laughs> Things are crazy at DC Cab. Uh, DC Cab gets closed because Mr. Bravo thinks Albert is up to no good. And so he has the authority to do that because the $6,000 came from maybe other shifty it's things. So, it's that so Albert bizarre did. that they, like, well, Albert made the call, so clearly he's the one behind the kidnapping scheme. 
even though he was taken like by force, <laughs> like he was he was because he was taking the maids to the house, and, and they then, saw him. Yeah, yeah, and they forced him to like drive. Like, but the maids will not say anything about. I, I don't. I don't understand. I, I mean. I'm not going to complain because this is where the movie gets amazing <laughs> and I love it. And this is why I've watched it four times. Not the yeah. first movie, just the second movie. Yeah. Uh, the guys are at the diner, as you do. The uh, Emerald Cab Company, uh, they come to heckle them. Then they try to make Ophelia leave, but Tyrone comes in just in time. To rally the troops together. Yep. Oh, oh Tyrone. <sighs> the DC cab guys, then they take the cabs from the Emerald cab guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, this movie was your choice. You yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just a lot of things yeah. that happen. Like, it's so, like, first of all, they're going to steal the cabs from the other cab company. <laughs> Yet, spoilers, a little bit later, they just break all of their cabs out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're just, I mean, it's just a fence on top of a fence. I mean, this these these DC cab drivers play by their own rules. <laughs> I think that's what we're learning here. These wacky cab drivers are just a couple of rookie cops on the force. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then... Ophelia comes to Denise, one of the maids' house uh, houses, and to find out what happened. And she won't open the door, so Samson breaks down the door. Yeah, he just <laughs> broke right in. That's how you do it. Nice. Uh, yeah, Mr. T. He's immune to all doors, uh, cab <laughs> yes. door, house door. He will rip it down. Uh, and become matchsticks under his strength. <laughs> yes. Dale, Tyrone, and Paul Rodriguez come into the maid's hospital room and scare out the investigator asking a bunch of questions. Uh, the jig is up, and the DC cab guys have to escape the hospital. Wackiness. Yeah, Brad is now showing us where Alex Mr. T. Me animated gif of Mr. T breaking down that door. Yeah, it's wow. It's kind of amazing. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So good. Thank you, Alex. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Now get back to working yeah, on that I was poster. Gonna say, <laughs> back to that poster. Oh boy. Uh yeah. <laughs> Brad is turning on the printer. Sorry. Uh that's not a problem. Uh we're gonna print out that animated GIF and make a flip book. Oh boy. Uh not a problem. The ambassador's kids are hungry. And Albert's trying to escape. Harold Harold goes to Myrna's and <laughs> wackiness is happening. Podcast is broken. It's fine now. So yeah, the ambassador's kids, they're hungry. Albert's trying to escape. Uh, Harold goes to Myrna's. He finds Mr. Bravo in his bed. Yeah. Harold throws him into the pool. What? What yeah. is happening? I mean, it's. I, I do love that this movie really does push everything to the most extreme. <laughs> like, it, it. I mean, it, for all of its bizarreness and racism and, <laughs> and overcomplicated story, it is like 
everything it's well written like everything there's no movie like they they make the wife and like this this cab inspector guy like the most they make them villains all the way like there's nothing else they could really do unless they were behind the kidnapping So, back at the kidnapper's house, uh, or the place that they're at, um, Albert finally gets out of the blindfold and ropes and sees that the kids have already gotten out. And I just like that they're sitting there clapping for Albert. Yeah. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, he finally got out! (laughs) He escapes the basement and finds his cab. He gets on the radio, but only Mr. Rhythm is around to hear him. Uh, Mr. Rhythm gets into a cab to get help for Albert. And the DC cab guys are on the case. Oh, yeah. So good. Uh, Albert gets back into the basement <laughs> and finds the kidnappers down there, too. Uh, Mr. Rhythm tells the DC cab crew what Albert told him. And no one understands that that Bruce Lee is there. So, yeah. Bruce Lee. Okay. Though Albert, really, I think you could have done better than just say, yeah. hey, Bruce Lee is here. Um... You mean there's a movie theater showing a Bruce Lee movie? That's a much better clue. Because <laughs> then they could have even said, okay, if the farmhouse is near an airport and a movie theater. Right. Drive-in movie theater. Drive-in okay, movie that theater. makes sense. I think I can find that. I'll map quest that junk. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh. <sighs> um, Mr. T gives an amazing speech at this point. Yes. It's patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oof. It is. It's beautiful. It 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 makes you. It, it really. It fills your heart with joy yeah. and <laughs> eagles flying. Um, yellow bumper stickers. I mean, flags. It's beautiful. I think he won a Teen Choice Award for this. Most um, definitely. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, kid. I think he's. Uh, let's see. What does he say? He says something like, um, "The least I can find is self-respect, and the most I can find is Albert and the kids." <laughs> it's like wow, so good. <laughs> Albert, Albert helped me helped him find his dignity. That's what it was. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, then he salutes Abraham Lincoln yes. and he's off yeah. on the case. Uh, <sighs> that man, paragon of moral virtue. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Time yeah. to recoup. Yeah, this, this there's not a script for this. There's just this. It's improvised. Um, not a script. There's just not. I mean, Brad, can you write this? I, I mean, can you know, I'm telling you, it had to be written because I've seen Mr. T improvise. <laughs> he's 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 going on script. He's definitely on script. Okay. Because when Mr. T starts improvising, absolute ludicrous things happen. <laughs> uh, uh, so now the kids they're starting to get a little scared. Uh, but Albert tells him it's going to be okay. Uh, Samson and the Barbarian Brothers show up at Bruce Lee's house. Or yeah. Lay. Mm. <laughs> uh, they, of course, knock down the windows to find out it's the wrong house. <laughs> this was actually genuinely yeah. very funny. <laughs> yeah, because they just don't, It's like a commercial. Like, I thought yeah. it was like an 80s commercial. Yeah. Uh, like, they, you know... Because they just smash it and realize they're almost, and then they just like gingerly, <laughs> sorry, and they sneak back out. It is, I mean, it, that is an amazing comedic moment. And and the family just sits there like this happens all the time. Not a big deal. Oh, so good. 
Then uh, Tyrone, he ends up at the drive-in movie theater where they're playing a Bruce Lee movie. (laughs) He sees the windmill. Windmill. And they're off. He says, I found that karate motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tyrone. Oh, so good. Love it. Uh, The kidnappers, they're about to leave the house. But they see that they're surrounded by the police. Or is it just the DC cab guys? Yeah, where'd they get all the police lights? <laughs> and why didn't they just call the fucking police? <laughs> Listen. Like, yeah. what the hell? Well, no, you know cops. They're just going to shoot first and ask questions later. Yep. What they need are some rookie cops on the force <laughs> shaking things up, playing by their own rules. That's how you get things done in America in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the kidnappers see that it's not the cops, it's cab drivers. Uh, so they hightail it out of there with Ra- with Albert in tow. All the cab drivers chase the van with the cab drivers in it. Yay, yay, uh, Craziness ensues. <laughs> Books are being thrown. Bats are being used. <laughs> It is, it is a magical chase sequence. I mean, this is the best chase sequence that's ever been filmed, mm-hmm. right? Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely. <laughs> this is the best Muppet caper. Uh. <laughs> Albert gets out of the ropes again in the van. And they he, are not good at tying no, those ropes. Awful. I these, mean, are, these are some amateur kidnappers all the way. Even that little girl had said, "What? you're such a pitiful bitch. Isn't that what you told me? Yeah. <laughs> Those kids are assholes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he gets out of the ropes, uh, beats up the kidnapper, escapes the van, kind of. He's in Samson's arms. They're doing the whole uh, <laughs> hanging boy. out of one car. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's got He's got his boots on, his dad boots on that are a little too big yeah yeah anyways yeah Amazing. and i like that that nothing actually happened with those big old boots until tyrone i think said something like are you wearing your dad's boots you know the big ones the ones that you could just slip out of and then all of a sudden magically he slips out of the boots yeah. right <laughs> booyah then the kidnappers they crash into the drive-in screen piss off a lot of people <laughs> though really i mean honestly if you're at a drive-in movie and a car crashes to the screen that is the coolest night at a drive-in theater ever during a car chase scene of yeah, the movie i mean come on <laughs> you just want in life sir like that's the coolest you're watching and it was a th- it wasn't in 3d as well yeah because you see people in 3d yeah. glasses so you're watching a 3d movie and all of a sudden a car <laughs> crashes through the screen amazing your life has changed forever uh. Then, uh, next scene, uh, the DC cab crew, um, they celebrate because they're honored because of, uh, their heroics. And now there's a parade for them. I love it. Yeah. This, I mean, honestly, this best, <laughs> I, best thing in the entire movie, I think. <laughs> this montage for the DC cab parade. Wow. Some of those marchers, they were marching like their life depended on it. They were like stomping, 
walking down the street. The pom-pom girls could not keep it together, though. They could no. not. <laughs> they, That's pretty tough. Like, some of them were together, and then, like, there was this one girl in the middle who never matched anybody mm -hmm. else. And I'm like, how hard is it? There were two girls in front of you. You just match whatever they're... Pom Pom is doing? No? No. Nope, okay. Nope. All right. That's not how it works. <laughs> wrong -o. Uh, Yeah. We got the Irene Kara song coming at yes. this point. Which they, and I love that they do. Like, they just play the whole thing all yeah. the way. Like, we're getting it all because it's awesome. Uh, and that's the movie, kids. That's, that's DC Cab. <laughs> Amazing. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, so, then we we do get the the scene yeah. at the end. Okay. After the the post credit scene. Oh yeah. Where I don't I don't really understand. Am I supposed to know who this person is that gets in the cab? It's supposed to be death, but I I didn't get it. I didn't. And was it because they? What's his face? Was it Bill Maher? Was it someone like afraid of death or something? I don't know. <laughs> he was such a sad character. I just assumed that maybe it should have been in his cab. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> Like I, I real like I, I just thought it was like some like person that I was supposed to know who they were. No, yeah. I don't I, playing but, it. But he's the angel of death even in the credits. Oh, okay. Alright. Alright. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I I don't yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, Great. That's the movie. End scene. Amazing. <laughs> so, uh, Brad, do you have a uh, Hmm. Oh, apparently he was also in East of Eden and different things. So maybe it was just like him as a character actor or something. I, They just thought, let's throw another name in this movie. I don't know. Sorry. He, he wandered on set and they were like, yeah, we'll use you. <laughs> wow. We'll put you at the end of the movie. Here you go. You're the angel of death. It was in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to find connections for this guy. Charlie's Angels I just of did. I, death. Could, I couldn't yeah, get it. I, I just. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we, we don't need to try to find a connection, make sense of it, Tammy. Um, we just saw like seven movies in one. I mean, there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Brad, do you have a rating for this film? This is an amazing film. I mean, this isn't some like kind of like Chris Carter nonsense. I mean, this is <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. this is no X-File. This is like quality all the way. <laughs> I mean, when they go for racism, they go all the way. Seriously, they don't tiptoe around racism. <laughs> they they unleash Gary Busey. <laughs> um, <laughs> dropping the N word. Yeah, I I mean the soundtrack alone yeah. like bumps this up because really it's like there's like there's like the five hard beats zapped <laughs> like best soundtracks of all time in history right there. It's so good and it I mean. Even like the worst parts of this movie are just fascinating. <laughs> like as a as just a, a period in time. <laughs> um and it's the first two Muppet movies together in one. Yeah. I mean I can't wait for DC Cab 2. <laughs> DC Cab takes Manhattan. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Um I I mean I gotta I gotta go uh, I gotta go nine out of ten. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, Tammy, do you have a uh, rating? Yeah, I have a combined rating. Okay, what you got? Tammy? Because the first part of the movie, the first movie, I should say, not the first part, but the first movie that we watched, uh, I only gave it 
two and a half out of five because I split the movie in two. Mm -hmm. So two and a half out of five. I did not really care for it. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Uh, and there was a lot of racism. <laughs> um, but the second movie that I watched, amazing, amazing. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was a five out of five. So together, the two movies get a seven and a half out of ten. There you go. Barbarian nice. Brothers. Oh, nice. <laughs> Amazing. And then we're going to start our Barbarian Brothers podcast. Not, and not we. Maybe you might be starting. Tammy, one. you're going to have to at least watch one of them. Oh, yeah, Dude. Yeah. It's quality, quality <laughs> filmmaking. And these guys, uh, usually like, because they can speak. They obviously have... <laughs> they have the ability to speak. <laughs> yeah. They can walk. <laughs> it's amazing. All right. So, um, 80s Dan gave this movie. Oh, I love this movie so much. Because I loved anything Mr. T did. Um, I love just all the riffraffs, the craziness that happens. It was just amazing. I gave it a 10 out of 10. I'm so glad I was a latchkey kid and could watch whatever I wanted. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, current Dan. I'm still loving this movie. I mean, it was, you know... You know, when I talk about it, it's like... But I watched it. It was like, it's amazing. There's yes. just so many things that happen. Like, if you haven't seen this movie yet... Oh, what are you doing in life? Seriously. It's on Netflix. Watch Instant. Please do yourself a favor. Watch it. I loved it again. I gave it 8 out of 10. Mr. T is an American hero. <laughs> and Gary Busey haunts my nightmares. But I love it. <laughs> Amazing. All right, Tammy. Uh, did we get any feedbacks? Yes, um, mainly on, from Brad. <laughs> really? What's Brad saying? Well, here, here's some other ones. Uh, okay, so Christopher Page said, I pity the fool who doesn't listen to this episode. Yes, I agree. As you should. <laughs> and Josh says, I predict that Mr. T will express feelings of pity for numerous fools throughout the course of this movie. Correct. <laughs> and then Brad made up a word. I don't know what this is. Do I? Did you make that word up? What is that word? Oh, yeah. I was ludicrous? Yeah. Yeah, well, no. Mr. T did. You gotta watch the, uh, the clip. Don't be ridiculous. Ooh. I was talking about recouping. Yeah. Have you ever done something that, that made you feel so absolute ludicrous? <laughs> Take a look at this little bro. Yeah, you gotta I watch that I clip. might have the entirety of Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool memorized. Wow. I also sold I also sold bootleg copies in college, possibly. I don't wanna say I was a pirate back in the day, but I might have made a good living as a pirate back <laughs> in the day. Oh my gosh. And you also posted um some psychic blood brothers action. Uh, apparently there's a, a Facebook page to join the Psychic Blood Brothers. So uh, feel free, anyone. <laughs> Do you have to uh, get stuck on a train track? Uh, well you have to first you gotta get a mask. Yes. You gotta get a Herc license. Okay, I can do and that. And then you gotta make the run. <laughs> or you could just click, click, like, I think. Yeah. <laughs> or you could. The other option. Yeah. Uh, not as fun option, then. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Tim? No, that, that's, 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 that's it. That's yeah. the amazingness. 
All right. Well, this is an amazing episode. Uh, we thank everyone for listening. Uh, Brad, where can we find you on the internet, sir? You can find me on the Ramjack podcast. We are currently, we're back to Mr. Belvedere and Perfect Strangers. It's a beautiful world. Um, the episodes are, they're, they're coming out as soon as I can get them edited. Uh, they might be running a little long currently, <laughs> but they will be under control soon. Don't worry. Also, you can catch me talking shit about the X-Files <laughs> on Intro to X, where I am enduring the racism of Chris Carter. <laughs> it's almost as bad as Gary Busey's racism. Mm. <laughs> but see, Gary Busey didn't have a script, and these people, like, it went through, like, Fox had to be like, yeah, this is okay, and all these things happened, and... You know, because Joel Schumacher could just be like, it's fucking Gary Busey, man. I can't do anything. Like, he won't. <laughs> he won't leave. <laughs> what can you do? How, how is Gary Busey a thing? Like, honestly. Yeah. Like, who is he related to? Oh, boy. You know, fun fact, Brad. Um, Gary Busey's uh, <laughs> son, Mike Busey, lives in Orlando. And has like, yeah, has these crazy parties, and he's like this, yeah, he's he's a shocker as well. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Tammy, where can we find you on the internet? Um, you can find me um, falling asleep while watching a lot of X Files on Intro to X. Aww, <laughs> now Robin's gonna be so sad. Oh no! Episode. He's gonna get so sad now. Well, they Robin, just we took- love the X Files. It's amazing. Albert, the Native American, off of the X Files. I won't fall asleep, um, because his voice is so soothing. Uh, you could also find me on Yip Podcast, Belly Dance Podcast, and um, at Tammy Yip on Twitter. The FBI man. Oh, and I was uh, yes. just on Sofa Dogs podcast where I did a commentary with Gabby from Potential and Redemption Cast, and uh, we did it for Sucker Punch. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Where we just talked about hot girls a lot. <laughs> there you go. You didn't use the B word, did you? It's possible. I don't. I don't remember. Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Danland Zero. Uh, you can check out my new podcast coming out with uh, Mr. Brad Couples soon enough on uh, Riptide. <laughs> Um, we're going to be watching an episode a day, recording an episode a day. <laughs> there will be, uh, well, with com- with uh, special episodes and commentaries, there will be one coming out hours approximately. Yeah, so kids, get ready for that because it's going to be cray-cray. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye. I